Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 56 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all are in an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on podcast services around the world, so please subscribe to your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week included Desperados 3 and Disintegration. The games coming out this week include SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated, Assetto Corso Compete Zone, Fell Seal Arbiter's Mark Missions and Monsters, Nightcall, The Messenger, Control the Foundation, Borderlands 3 Bounty of Blood A Fistful of Redemption, Tower of Time, Yes Your Grace, and Dungeons 3 Complete Collection. Now on to last week's biggest news stories and we have 8 to cover this week. Number 1. Xbox Series X will carry forward the dashboard from the Xbox One. Matthew Olson at US Gamer writes, If you're an Xbox One owner planning on picking up a Series X right at launch, your first experience upon turning on the console will probably be pretty similar to starting your One today. A new report confirms that Microsoft is improving and optimizing the Xbox One's current dashboard interface for the Series X instead of doing a full redesign. Word of this comes from Tom Warren, senior editor at The Verge, by way of some tweets he made over the weekend and a new report on next console interfaces. Warren confirms that there will be additional things added to account for some of the Series X's new features, but the UI and the dash will be the same, speed and performance gains aside. This is not totally out of left field given Microsoft's emphasis on carrying forward the lessons learned with the Xbox One and its efforts to ensure cross-compatibility of games and features. The Xbox One dashboard has also kept pace with the modern technology and design principles of Microsoft Windows since launch, so it makes sense that the trend would continue with Series X. This new story is bittersweet. Obviously, it would be nice when we turn on our shiny new console to really feel like it's something new with a new dashboard. However, keeping the same that works great already and will help support backwards compatibility and ensure everything continues to work very well. Number two, Project xCloud servers will be upgraded with Xbox Series X hardware next year. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, Project xCloud is reportedly getting a considerable upgrade next year. Currently, Microsoft uses Xbox One S hardware and xCloud servers, but that's soon going to be swapped out for the Xbox Series X hardware, according to The Verge's Tom Warren. Warren says that Project xCloud server blades will be upgraded with Xbox Series X hardware in 2021, but when the new console launches this holiday, Project xCloud will still be powered using Xbox One S internals. The upgrade means that Project xCloud could run next-gen games and older games included in the service could see significant performance improvements. Phil Spencer previously revealed that Project xCloud will be joining Xbox Game Pass later this year. I am getting more excited at the idea that at the big Xbox July event, not only will they talk about the first party games, Series X, but if they also announced Project Lockhart and Xbox Series S and Project xCloud all coming together for a huge next-gen console launch this fall, but I guess time will tell and we should probably all temper our expectations. Number 3. Cyberpunk 2077 delayed to November 19th. Adam Bankhurst at IGN writes, CD Projekt Red has announced that Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed from September 17th to November 19th. In a letter from CD Projekt Red co-founder Marcy Nowinski and head of studio Adam Batowski, they explained how ready when it's done is not just a phrase we say because it sounds right, it's something we live by even when we know we'll take the heat for it. I am totally okay with this delay, this game already looks amazing and I want it to run as good as it can, and this delay all but confirms if the Series X launches before November 19th, which I think it will, we can play this massive, beautiful looking game on our shiny new hardware. Number 4. The first Star Wars Squadrons gameplay footage shows off the Starfighter action. James Gartenberg at The Verge writes, 
After a teaser trailer earlier this week, EA has finally shown off some actual gameplay footage for Star Wars Squadrons. Its new Starfighter dogfighting game, as promised, the new title is a first-person space shooter focused around 5 on 5 team battles, as players group up in their own squadron made up of course of classic Star Wars ships. The gameplay appears to be drawing on past games like the 90s X-Wing and TIE Fighter games, complete with diverting power between ship systems, managing shields, and that first-person view. There are plans for 8 pilotable ships, with a fighter, interceptor, support, and bomber class ship for each faction, specifically the X-Wing, A-Wing, Y-Wing, U-Wing, TIE Fighter, TIE Interceptor, TIE Bomber, and TIE Reaper Fighters. Squadron's signature online mode Fleet Battles is a multi-stage mission that will have a 5-person squadron dogfight in the center of a map, attack or defend, a medium-sized capital ship before taking on a flagship, either an Imperial Star Destroyer or a Mon Calamari Cruiser in the final stage. There's also a single-player campaign set a little bit after Return of the Jedi, which will have players create two pilots, a New Republic one and an Imperial one who they'll alternate controlling during missions. Star Wars Squadrons is set to be released on Xbox One, PS4, and PC on October 2nd for $39.99. With crossplay between platforms, EA says you'll be able to play through the entire game in VR on PS4 and PC platforms. As a huge Star Wars fan, I was so excited to see that this game looks awesome. I cannot wait to try this day one, and we don't have to wait that long given the October release date, and it's going to be so cool to see how this game looks and plays in VR. Number 5. EA Announces a New Skate Game Matt Kim at IGN writes, Cuz Perry and Duran Chung appeared on EA Play to announce that a new skate is really early in development. The last skate game, Skate 3, was released in 2010. Since then, the series has gone dormant, especially after developer EA Blackbox was closed in April 2013. Skate remained a beloved cult franchise and fans have asked EA for a new skate game for years, and every year EA has kept mum on the series until that EA Play showcase. I was never a huge skate fan, but I played the games and enjoyed them. It's good to see that the fan outcry has finally won, and a new game is in development. Number 6. DC teases WB Games news in August with Fandome event. Matthew Olson at US Gamer writes, We may finally know when we're going to get our first real look at a new DC Comics game, perhaps even a new AAA Batman title, provided that this date for a new digital fan expo doesn't slip. On Saturday, August 22nd, Warner Brothers will host a 24-hour event packed with announcements for all things DC, including some news from WB Games. Calling DC Fandom, the free online event will feature the types of panels and reveals that may have been found at a San Diego Comic-Con were it not for the COVID-19 pandemic. With the promise of new announcements from WB Games, though it seems that this event may also absorb some of Warner and DC's plans for what could have been shown at E3 2020. Back in March, Kotaku reported that WB Games was going to host its first ever E3 press conference this year, which would have included reveals for a new Batman title, a new game from Rocksteady, and a Harry Potter RPG. It's possible that both the Batman and Rocksteady announcements are instead being saved for fandom. Very excited to see what WB Games has to show. I did not play any of the mainline Batman Arkham games except Arkham VR, but I can recognize how good of developers they are, specifically Rocksteady, and really want to know what that secret project has been. Number 7. PGA Tour 2K21 Career Mode Details and Trailer Released Joe Scrubbles at IGN writes, PGA Tour 2K21 has gotten a career mode trailer and revealed new details about its custom character-led campaign. After creating a custom player character, you'll be able to start your career and work yourself up through the Corn Ferry Development Tour, through the PGA Tour, and eventually take on cover star Justin Thomas to claim the FedEx Cup. Customization is a major focus, with appearance, haircuts, and some occasionally questionable clothing, all alternable for male and female golfers. Clothing and golfing gear will be available from Adidas, Polo Ralph Lauren, Melbourne Golf, Callaway Golf, Bridgestone Golf, TaylorMade Golf, and more. 
PGA Tour 2K21 will be released on August 21st for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, Stadia, and PC via Steam. It's being made by HB Studios, which has transformed its series, The Golf Club, into PGA Tour after 2K acquired the license from EA. The game will feature 15 PGA Tour courses, as well as a custom course designer. I'm not a golf fan in real life, nor have I ever played a golf video game, but saw such good feedback around this game and the trailer that I felt it was important to include. And number 8. Madden NFL 21 New Modes and Mechanics Revealed Joe Scrabbles at IGN writes, EA has revealed some of the new modes and mechanics coming in Madden 21, as well as screenshots and its cover art featuring Baltimore Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson. Madden 21 will see the return of last year's Face of the Franchise mode, now subtitled Rise to Fame, pitched as a documentary career campaign. Face of the Franchise Rise to Fame will let players create a high school quarterback and play through their rise through the footballing ranks, taking in high school, college, NFL Combine, NFL Draft, and the league itself. Out of the high school section, you can choose to pivot to running back or wide receiver. Per press release, the game will also feature the following mechanical additions. Improved ball carrier mechanics for all-out control in the running back and receiver positions. Enhanced D-line mechanics to add new control to make the pass rusher position more responsive and fun to play. Realistic open field tracking allows for clutch defensive stops. New player controlled celebrations. And outside of all the new control players we'll have in-game, some of the biggest changes will arrive in the overall authenticity and presentation with new on-field camera shots and improved player awareness of their positioning and surroundings on the field. The game will be released on August 28th for Xbox One, PS4, and PC via Origin and Steam. It will arrive on Google Stadia this winter. EA has also extended the offer to upgrade from the Xbox One or PS4 version of the game to an Xbox Series X or PS5 version if you buy the current-gen version of the game before the release of Madden 2022 next year. You'll automatically be upgraded to the next-gen equivalent version with extra enhancements for next-gen. I'm a huge football fan, but I haven't been playing the Madden games much in the past few years. However, given the possible uncertainty of the season with the COVID-19 pandemic, I will definitely pick up Madden NFL 21 this year and can't wait to see how good it looks on my Series X. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and given all the news around smart delivery, the service that will automatically give players the Series X version of supported titles, I wanted to go over all the currently announced smart delivery enabled games. They include Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Call of the Sea, Chorus, Cyberpunk 2077, Gears 5, Halo Infinite, Hellboy 2, Destiny 2, Dirt 5, Metal Hellslinger, Scarlet Nexus, Second Extinction, The Ascent, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2, and Yakuza Like a Dragon. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast service, share it with your friends, and follow on all social media at Xbox and 10. This past week, I've just continued to play Call of Duty Warzone with my friends, and I've been going at The Last of Us Part 2, which the first one is one of my favorite games of all time. Man, do I wish Xbox could have an exclusive at the caliber of that. My name is Brandon Rosa. You can follow me on Xbox at Broza93. I hope you all have a great week and keep on gaming.